<laughs> Fat Boys, episode two. We're here. Fat Boys are back in action. Dylan, Dylan keeps leaving us hanging, so no, I'm kidding. Dylan, Dylan is a lovely. Dylan is a lovely. I'll take boy. I'll take the blame for Dylan's uh, Dylan being missing on this one. We had him down here this weekend, so he's uh, trying to get back home and get his work done now and get caught up. So he's off the hook on this one. Yeah, I mean, I I know he was he was telling me this about a long time ago that you guys were going to be doing that, and I I think that's a genius thing to do, like being able to do like an exercise library, like just being able to pop a link and just be like, hey, this is how I want it performed. Like, yeah, man. Well, it, it's really cool. So how and and this is what Dylan and I talked about, like how often as coaches you you kind of see overlapping situations, right? Like, how many times will I have to send a video to, um athlete a athlete b athlete c all the way through z and a lot of the time it's the same movement because they just either aren't executing it properly they don't understand my written exercise description because as much as i try to keep things simple i obviously like things done in a certain manner so my training plans i have an actual four or five line description of the cues that i want to see this person doing now some people are visual learners not they can't really read and understand Right. So having the ability to have an exercise database and playlist where, okay, you, I want you to do this exercise, go do this. Or if I tell somebody, I want you to just do an upper back row and I have four variations of upper back rows on there. And I just say, choose which one feels the best. Now they're almost able to pick an exercise that feels better for them. Right. So there's, uh, there's some cool shit that's going to come with that, but let's start off with uh, how you like to start off. How's your week, man? Oh, so I hit a low. So I hit a few new lows. I hit 185.5 yesterday. Um, that was after a rest day. Um, and it was kind of surprising because it was a push day. So my push sessions have been like shit. Because as we all know, well, I guess this is kind of like the thing, right? When you start to lose weight, especially being natural, you kind of lose a lot of leverage points with where you get the press from and you lose yeah. that pressing strength goes first typically. Well, yesterday, I just guess I guess my body just decided to absolutely respond very well. Or I think I, I think I hit my GDA at the, at the right time or something. Yeah. I, like, yeah. Uh, I don't know what I did differently, but I need to do this again because I PR'd every single press yesterday. There you um, go. I added, I almost match reps. So like one thing that we've really been enjoying is actually the hammer strength incline. Um, yeah. Well, buddy, that's my bread and butter. I milked that been, thing. Till- we've been, we've been, we've been hammering that and. I've really kind of changed how I pressed and it's just been going up, up and up. Cause it's the first exercise. And I always hit yeah. a good on that one. So I hit like three plates for nine reps. I think I matched my match reps from last week, just up five pounds per side. I was like, fuck it. I'm not, going up, I'm not going up the natty weight. Usually I go up the natty weight of like 2.5 per side. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, man, that's, uh, I tell my enhanced guys to do that too. Right. Especially like depending how, how deep you are into your progressions, you can't, 2.5 might feel like 20 pounds when you, when you have four or five plates on that thing. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, my training partner's at like four plates and a 10. So, mm-hmm. so he's, so he's at that point where everything just feels really heavy. Um, but I mean, I feel good. Um, I hit like, I hit a low last week on my rest day at 185.8. So today hitting it on Saturday at 185.5 is a nice reduction. Dropped about a pound overall over the week, over the week average. Um, so Mark was really happy. Um, he said we are going to push things. So I'm very interested to see how far we actually push because yeah. I'm, I'm, 
I'm not low yet on cows, like at all. Like I'm still like at 2200, like 2300 ish on yeah. rest, 27, 26, 2700 on training. And I got a high day on that leg day, uh, yeah. which was an absolute beaut. So training has just been off the wall. You know what your, do you know what your average weekly cows are sitting at? Probably around 2750, somewhere around there, I would say. So you got what? You got two rest days and then one high day. So it's, so it's, I do two days on one day off. So I get 325 carb, 325 carb, 200, 325, and then, and then 400 on leg day. Okay. Um, got you. And then, so you say, so did you say your low days are 25 grams of carbs? No, two, they're 200. Okay. I thought, I thought you said they're 25 grams. Oh God, that'd be, that'd be bad. I'd oh be man. <laughs> that'd be, that'd be, we have nowhere to go at that point. Yeah. Um, we're doing yeah. some keto. That's what we're doing. Yeah, I was going to say, you never know, man. Your fats may have been around a hundred. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, my fats, I mean, my fats were at, my fats were at 110 before and now they're at 50. Yeah, exactly. So I'm, I, I went to bed hungry for the first time this past week. So I knew I was hitting a low when I went to bed hungry. I'm Sometimes so that feels good too. It, after pushing food for so long, I was like, mm, I kind of, I kind of actually get this. But then I also got that mad, I got that mad fat boy craving. I was just like, it hit me. Oh yeah. And I, and I, um, I've been do using. Any, do you get any like random wake ups in the middle of the night when you're hungry? No, no, I okay. never get wake ups from that. I'm usually really hydrated, so I end up having to go to the bathroom just during the night. Okay, um, I was gonna say because sometimes, sometimes too, right? It's like paying attention to whether your blood sugar is dropping or spiking and it, and it will wake you up. Well, I did hit, uh, I have for the first time in a while, I've hit two days in the eighties on my blood glucose. So I feel pretty happy about that. Um, today's training actually went really well. I PR deadlifts big time. I bumped up like th two, three, I uh, three reps, maybe three reps. Oh, two, right. three reps. Nice. So we're just in a groove right now. Me and my training partner are just in a, we're just, we're just full steam ahead right now. Like our sessions are just clicking. Like even though our sessions are kind of long, like they've been, we usually train for like two hours, like yeah. two, two hours, sometimes two and a half just depends how fast we go. Cause we're never really, we don't really have anything. We kind of have our schedule. So nothing, we have nothing after whatever. So as long as I don't have like three meals to go and I only have like one meal, maybe after on training during the week, I'm typically yeah. fine just because I'll get home. I'll do a little bit of learning after I get, after I get done my workout, but nothing, nothing that needs like uber attention in terms of it. So we just been taking our time, making sure my recovery is good. He's also starting to lower calories a little bit too. So we're, we're just been taking our time with workouts. So training partner is a pretty big boy. Hey? Yeah. He's like 200, 225. Yeah. 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 He's a big, he's a big dude. <laughs> he, hard. He, hard he, deadlifts, too. he deadlifts like 515 pounds. So, right so, on, man. Good stuff. so he, we always just challenge each other. And it's actually, I think it's really important how much the training sure has affected me. Cause I'll get like an extra two to three force reps, like on each yeah. one, like we'll make sure we don't go over on the force reps. Right. It's just like, if you don't got any more, you don't got any more, but yeah. we'll get you until you don't have any more. So yeah. sometimes be up to three force reps on it, but we'll manage yeah. those recoveries. I manage that a lot better now in terms of what can I recover from? during this time because yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to keep pressing that gas and it's eventually just going to hold down there. And I don't want, I don't really want that to just go like, for so sure. And then you start taking away from top sets later in the session. Right. And then you're stuck there wondering like, 
well, why am I not, why am I progressing this exercise, but none of these ones? And it's like, well, yeah, you're doing six force reps where you're literally milking out every ounce of energy left in your depleted ass body. <laughs> yeah. So the fatigue I'm ratio has really built up there and you just cannot continue to fucking turn the dial. Exactly. But we've been, like I said, we've been feeling good. Rest has been fucking awesome. My sleep has been on point lately. Like everything's just kind of working like clockwork. So that must be cool. That must be nice to be able to have sleep on point. I mean, I mean, it's a, it's a rarity, right? Well, I mean, <laughs> also like the first, this is like, I've had a really, I also had a really, really good week with all my clients. Yeah. Like, you know that, you know, sometimes, and I don't think a lot of people talk about this, but sometimes you have those weeks where not things go right with a ton of your clients. And it's just like, why are these things not going right? Like what? For sure. And if, it, it, I feel like that happens a lot, man. Like some, you'll have really, really good weeks and things will be rolling. And then all of a sudden it's like, shit, shit, shit. Things are, going wrong. <laughs> things are sour. Things are sour. And it's like, why all at once? Fuck. Yeah. So, so I had a really good week with my athletes. Like all of them are feeling good. My cyber clients doing well. Good. You know, I just posted one today that just got her fourth cycle in a row. Like she's nice. down like 10 pounds in since October, but she's yeah. up like a ridiculous amount of food. So it's like, things are going well. My prep athletes going well. I'm having fun. I'm having fun just living life right now. And yeah, good man. So, so I'm feeling good. That, that sweet and spice, that sweet with heat mustard is saving me over here. <laughs> oh yeah. A little, little treat on the meals. Yeah. What about you? How was your, how was your week? Oh, dude, it was, uh, it was awesome. And this was a really, really, really cool, fun way to cap it off here, having Dylan down here. Um, I missed out on my weekly team call this morning because we were busy at uh, the gym there doing some filming and stuff, which I really look forward to my team calls weekly. Um, coaches might get sick of hearing my voice when we chat, but it's always fun to have the whole team together and uh, have Tony and Steven on the back end. And we joke around a bit and then obviously talk talk shop and stuff like that. But yeah, I didn't get in on that call today just because we were doing the stuff we talked about, but I had, it was, it was an awesome week, man. Super busy. And for me, I, I thrive when I'm busy, I guess it's, uh, yeah. my wife, my wife kind of gets the brunt end of that one sometimes where I, I don't have a lot of time to, to hang with her and, and visit, but you know what? She's a, she's a good sport and we do what we want to. We've started uh, planning our honeymoon a little bit. I haven't had an actual true vacation in a long long time so we've, we've been talking about our honeymoon and doing some planning there for in the later um had a had a couple really cool athletes sign on this week i uh i got the, the i'm gonna be working with uh another ifb pro which is awesome he's awesome. Uh, pretty freaky man he's natural right now and uh in the future he he may may go the enhanced route but he wants to see we'll see what he can do naturally and we'll go into the natural show natural pro show first and see how we stack up and whatnot but it'll be it'll be fun man we're not starting actually until um april so a couple more weeks here till we actually kick things off he's got some stuff going on right now so that was cool though obviously you love getting the opportunity to work with the upper echelon of an athlete and, and really test your abilities as a coach and stuff like that so excited about that one and then just we're we're full blown. I'm starting a couple preps this week, and I mean we're as we know we're, you're kind of always on prep, but actually officially show is picked, kicking things up a notch, and uh, starting those fat loss loss phases for a couple of my athletes while I got some of my other ones, um, getting the wheels turning and already their feet wet in this prep. So really, I love when competition season run comes around, man. It, it's so much fun. Um, there's it, 
part part of the business takes a hit, right? I mean, at the end of the day, I'm I'm never going to sacrifice my current athletes and and their roles of stepping on stage and stuff just to start onboarding a bunch of new athletes. So that's the nice thing about having some other coaches too is is when people are applying and wanting to work, I have people where I can say, hey, listen, I just my roster is quite full right now and. And it's not to say that it is, but sometimes there's just periods where I can't take on new people because it will hinder the service I offer. So at that point in time, I have Dylan, I have Mav, I have Tyler, Kirsten, Jordan that I can refer, refer people to that I know they're still going to be getting high quality coaching, right? So yep. that's, uh, yeah, but biggest thing for me this week to reflect on was kind of this weekend spending some time with Dylan and it was just nice, man. You know what I mean? I, I don't have... A ton of inter- a ton of time and get the opportunity a ton of the time to sit down and just interact with someone on the way we did and Dylan and I have met in person before and obviously we chat a lot but we've actually never kind of had the chance to sit down and swing the bat and learn who each other are outside of who everyone knows us as you know what I mean so oh, yeah he came over to my place on, on Friday night and we we hung out and kind of just had some some good chats about coaching but then got into learning a little more about each other and just hanging out and kicking it so that was super cool and then all of a sudden it was 9 30 10 at night and we're like well shit I gotta be up at four to pick you up in the morning to start filming so <laughs> so uh yeah four o'clock came really quick after I uh, wrapped the night up and whatnot but then we we just pounded out content man we had the gym to ourselves which is really nice um the owner of uh, the private gym we train at there Iron Lore locked the gym down for us for the first half of the day so we basically had from 5 a.m till noon to film whatever we wanted and we kind of just had our videographer out there lucas guy that i've done some work with here in the past does great work we had him there with us and we just got to work man bang out exercises started with the dumbbell exercises over to cables machine work you name it so we went kind of we went ham we actually got so much done in that first day that it was we were just we were all like mind blown we're like wow I thought we were going to need like two full days plus a lot more time to get this and at the end of the day we're kind of just getting our feet wet in it like you know what I mean I would hypothetically for myself I mean we did a lot of our movements on Atlantis equipment right but not everybody has access to the new gen Atlantis equipment there's a lot of people that have the old school hammer equipment which I also have but I can't film like that, those kind of things in my garage because there's so much equipment in there right now and it's so <laughs> tight that it just would be very horrible quality and it, it's not kind of what we're looking for. So once we lock down a facility here and kind of get that rolled out, then we'll have the ability to bring Dylan down or bring Tyler down or bring everybody down and, and kind of do some more stuff like that. But no, it was it was a really, really fun, cool weekend, man, doing that stuff. And then today we, Dylan and I, got after a nice hard session together, trained back together for the first time. So <clears throat> murdered our backs and got a nice uh, videographer was there to film the whole thing there. So we got some cool content there that we'll uh, be spitting out and hopefully showing people what uh, the training intensity we, we expect should look like. Oh, yeah. So, yeah you, you fuckers. Yeah. Yeah. You you guys are. Dylan's actually a fucking psychopath. <laughs> <laughs> yeah man he goes in i love it i love it and we're uh we're getting some cool stuff with him on on his side of things in terms of the application of things and where he's at too so i mean i'm excited for it it'll be good but yeah so that was kind of how my week went it was uh, it was fun man it was really good i'm just i'm in a great headspace right now man there's there's lots going on it keeps me busy um stressed always but uh 
managing it pretty well. And like I said, I, I thrive in that environment. So I'm excited for it. On the flip side of things with my training, it's it's rolling. I actually feel better now. I pulled my food back a little bit. I know we were talking about the fat boy stuff last week. And uh, before I go, I, I'm, I'm uh, before I do anything on my side of things, I wanted to clean myself up a little bit and then get into a really good position. So I pulled back my calories about 200, dropped carbs a tiny bit just to dial things in again. And like I said, I didn't, didn't go have any crazy cheats or anything this week, <laughs> but <laughs> weight started, weight started to trend down pretty, pretty stable. And especially cause I only put myself, like I said, I only pulled calories down about 200, but this week I trended down from about 214 to uh, this morning I was 212.6 with Friday morning was a 212.4. So about a pound and a half across the week, which I'm, I'm good with my blood glucose is sitting good, blood pressure, everything is really, really good. Um, I actually didn't fill my, my Telmas Arden script for about 10 days there. And my blood pressure has been absolute money. That's so, awesome. Yeah. It's just something I, I watch obviously, right? Like it was sitting one day it was 106 over 61. I think the other day it was like 113 over 65. So it's, it's kind of in a really good spot right now. So nice for me to see those things, especially with my heart issues and whatnot. But uh, yeah, one of, one of the things I got to work on for sure on my end is just getting more steps in and getting myself moving. But I have this really, really bad habit of getting up in the morning, getting my water in, and then coming to sit on my computer. And once I sit on my computer, I, I like, just, I, yeah, I, I open up WhatsApp, I open up my email or open up WhatsApp. And when that happens, it's game over. Like I'm not, I'm not turning around and getting on the treadmill to get my steps in after that. Yeah. And I, that's the other thing is like, I haven't given myself a step count to hit necessarily right now. So it's almost like aimless steps. You know what I mean? Like when you have a protocol to nail steps, you, you get it done. Whereas like, I don't have an X, X amount of step counts that I've been shooting for right now. Um, so gonna, gonna lay out some things here, but again, I'm also somebody who with where I'm at, I'm not a massive eater anymore. I mean, I am a massive eater. I, we, we, <laughs> we, have, we have all, we, we know that if you listen to episode one, <laughs> we definitely know that. <laughs> but I mean, you know what I, like, I, I've never actually been a guy that has a huge appetite when I'm eating five or six meals a day. Yeah. If, if I go for a cheat meal after legs or something, yeah. If I give myself an hour and a half, two hours after a leg day, I could destroy easily 2000 calories in a single sitting. But outside of that, I'm just not a huge eater. Like I'm, I don't have, I've never been a huge eater. So for me, when I get my food up, like right now, my calories are sitting around, oof, I think it's 3,300, 3,200 roughly. I can't, uh, where, let me pull it up here. So I actually know, I'm not just spitting numbers. Yeah. 3,271 is what my, my training day calories are at. So for me, that's, that's not low or high, but it's on the higher end yeah. for sure. So when I have my food at that level, if I was doing 7,000 steps a day, I would be dropping weight and I'm not trying to drop a ton of weight right now. Like I said, I pulled my food back a little bit, which I probably could have just drove my steps up a little bit. But again, we talked earlier, efficiency for me, time, time, I'd rather just pull a little bit of food and my, my training performance will stay high. It's not like I'm not eating, like I'm eating still just under 400 grams of carbs, right? So I find as long as I find as long as you're as long as like the peri workout doesn't really change much. Yeah, no, I'm eating I'm eating 125 grams of cream of rice pre-workout and 125 grams of cream of rice post-workout with 100 grams of blueberries. Like 
my, my very workout nutrition is pretty good, but that's where I'm going with this. Is if I aimed for a step count of like six or 7,000 steps, I probably would start seeing that scale come down. So I'd have to drive food up, up, up. And I get to the point where it's just almost a limitation for me where I'm, I'm miserable. Cause I'm, I feel like shit all the time. And I realize I mean, that's part of bodybuilding, right? Like you got to, you got to step into the, the uncomfortable, but at the same time, if I could have my food at 3,400 and my steps at 2000, I would much prefer that over eating 3,800 and having my steps at 6,000. You know what yeah, I mean? We're getting so hard Dude, when I was, so when we were in peak off season, I mean, my calories were at like 4k, right? And I was still having to get like 9,000 steps a day. Yeah. That was just, that was just brutal. Like at the end of it, like just like getting to the end, it's just so much food. And you're like, and you know, you get to that point where you're so lethargic kind of with it. Yeah. You're just like, fuck, I don't want to even get up and like walk around or do anything. So you get like the first like 4,000 steps or something. And then you're like, ah, and then like you sit all day to work and you're like, oh shit. And then you move the least amount of possible during your workout too as well yeah and then you're like oh no i need to get more steps you're like oh, i need to get a lot of steps so like at like 10 o'clock dude i'd just be like pacing and pacing, and pacing. oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> i'm like yeah. i'm like i don't want to do this right now um but i've kind of i've changed my routine too with things um i think that's also led to better headspace um i started reading more in the morning now i added in like i realized that hey time i'm not I'm getting to bed a little bit earlier, like still like 1030 ish, like 10, like 1030, yeah. um, sometimes 11 just depends on the night. Um, yeah. but, um, I'll wake up now at like 630. Now I'm usually waking I was up. Just gonna say, be careful in case Mark listens to this and you've been telling him you're getting eight hours and all of a sudden, no, no, I put, seven. I put seven, I put seven. I always put seven. <laughs> okay. Okay. I usually get seven. All right. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I've, I've started to get better quality in terms of like my energy starting to get better. My training performance is starting to get better and things. And so I realized even though I might be getting less overall amount of sleep, I'm getting better quality in terms of it. Yeah. It's probably because my heart rate's coming down. For things sure. are starting to, my body weight's starting to like, this is around, this is around oh, the, man, the body weight. This way, when you're, when you're crushing 4,000 calories, you're probably pumping a meal and going to bed and your body's still digesting yeah, food while you're sleeping right and like you're not getting as quality of a sleep at the end no. of the day so so i'm just like i feel good i mean as long as i'm waking up and i feel fine like if i don't feel good i'll get to bed like maybe 15 30 minutes earlier than the night yeah. before like if i start to feel like that 2 30 ish like kind of dip in my energy i know yeah. hey i gotta start like pulling back just a little bit at night not not for staying sure. on my phone um so i'll make that adjustment as needed but for now you know my body's feeling good um, but I've started to add in just, I realized with getting up early, I can get my steps in. I can get the amount of steps I want to get in and get like 20 minutes of reading in. Yeah. And I think that's really helped. And especially because I started reading uh, Relentless by Tim Grover. Yeah. Yeah. I heard really good that's things about it. Phenomenal book. I highly recommend. I'm only like, dude, I'm like three, I'm like two days into reading. It. I'm like 70 page. I'm like 80 pages in. <laughs> yeah. I need I'm to not get, a fast reader. I'm not a fast reader at all. It takes me like forever to read, but I wanted to get. But kind of this week, I'm kind of like, you know what? I'm feeling good. I'm feeling in a great spot. And I'm like, and like mental clarity and everything like started to yeah. clear up last week. So I'm like, you know what? This would be a great time to really start getting back into reading and getting in like things to just keep my, keep my focus somewhere else and not on food as much. Because I realized even in the past two days of starting to read now, it's just like my BG has been in a great range of where I want it. What about to doing some reading before bed too? 
Yeah. Well, actually what I do is, so I pace around. So right now it's still, it's still like iffy weather here. So like, yeah. especially today, like we've had two shit days of like, it like snowed yesterday and then like, and then it, and then it was like 21 degrees outside this morning. And I was like, Nope, I'm not walking outside. Yeah. Um, but so I just started, I like, as I'm like walking around, if it, if the sun starts to show a little bit, I have that natural light and I just walk mm. around inside my apartment and I just read while I'm, while I'm walking, getting my steps in. Mm. So I'm like multitasking too. So I don't realize that I'm getting steps in. I just enjoy the book. I'm so shit at that multitasking. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I actually did. I did start to, uh, and, and I don't mean that in a sense, like I can definitely do multiple things at once. I feel like my whole life is doing that. But I mean, like if I'm trying to actually absorb knowledge and do an activity while I'm doing it, like if I can, I tell you right now, some people listen to podcasts while they program or, or work no, or this or I that. Can't. Nope. I can't, I can't even have music on, man. I can have, I need complete silence. Like I have like mad ADHD or something where I need literally complete silence. Cause if something breaks my focus for a second, like if there's a lyric that somehow I pick up on in a song and I was just reading something that I needed to read and it's like, okay, now that is gone. That is in left field. And I just, I'll read for like the next two minutes and then I'll be like, what the fuck did I just read? because something caught my attention so i just i don't even bother man i literally just when i'm trying to do shit that's important i just but i actually did start doing what you're doing and uh for the couple days that i did get on my treadmill to get some steps in um just pulled out a book and started reading and it's i love it that that's awesome and that's something i'm going to get in the routine of doing because again i do need to get my steps up but for me it's just something i have to be super careful with because i know I will limit myself. If I was doing 9,000 steps, I would 100% be limiting myself for how much food I could eat to grow. And I'd be taking away from my growth potential. Like for me, I just, I just know myself well enough at this point. I've done a lot of dieting to myself over the past fuck, 15 years that I know if I get to a point where I'm eating a shit ton and I'm doing a lot of steps, well, my food can't go up from here. And the only way I'm going to grow is if I decrease my expenditure. So my steps got to come down. So for me to just manage that preemptively ahead of time, keep my steps lower. Maybe I'm just giving myself an excuse to be lazy and, and not get a bunch of steps in. <laughs> <laughs> That's how much you want your clients but, to hear though. You don't want to hear, you don't want your clients to hear that. <laughs> no, and, but it's also true on my end too, right? Cause like at the same time, I also know that I like having the ability when I transition over to a fat loss phase for myself, whatever that'll be. It's not going to be for a long period of time. I'll tell you that maybe I'll go through a recomp or whatever, but I'm definitely not pushing myself into a fat loss phase here anytime soon. Um, if I am averaging three, 4,000 steps a day, well, I can get a lot out of driving that up to 6,000. 6, you know what I mean? And that's still yeah. a very low step count. I'm doubling my step count and it's still very low. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, you so, can go fuck your, yeah, you can go fuck yourself because that's that's really low. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's just and that's like, like, dude, my steps this week, and this is again just me being honest. I'm not bragging or anything. It's just like I had one day where I hit 5,300 steps this week, and that was a day where I was like, I was actually very busy and I was out and about, and I had gotten steps on my treadmill in, in the morning. Whereas every other day is, is literally 2100, 1800, 1760. Like dude, if I didn't have to move, brutal. dude, if I didn't have to move, I wouldn't like, I would just sit here all day. I'd be perfectly fine with just doing, with just sitting here. Um, and, and just that's realistic. That's realistically what it is for me. Like I get up in the morning. If I don't hit the steps in the treadmill, I'm 
sitting on my laptop or on my computer, like I said, and I start working and then I have my pre-workout meal and I go to the gym and that's literally, that's where I leave for the day. That's my time out of the house is I leave to go to the gym and then I just come back, sit on my computer and then it's check-in time. Everyone's check-ins are in and I start banging them out till basically evening slash bedtime. Yeah. I, uh, I have this thing where if I'm doing check-ins on the weekend, what I'll, what I'll do is I, I get my first few in and this actually happened today is I'll get like my first few in and I'll get like three of them or something in. Like I have three, I have three females that always send their check-ins. Like, like I'll be like, they'll get them in before nine o'clock. I always start yeah. my, my check-ins at 9am. I'm like, yeah. I won't answer until nine o'clock in the morning. Yeah. I may start to look at them prior to that, but I won't actually start responding to check-ins until nine. So yeah. they'll always have them in and I'll just bang them all out. Like I'll just get into a groove. Like the first few, like you probably understand this. Where you're just like you're amped to check, you're amped to look at your client's progress, like you're amped for yeah. it, and you're just like, all right, I bang you out. Oh, I'm feeling good. I'm now in the rhythm. Like you record everything, yeah, um, for sure, and you do the loom, and I'm just like, cool. I feel good. I feel confident that that's the right decision. Boom, done. Move, and then I move on to the next one. Oh, she yeah. looks great. Move on to banging hers out. Move on to the next one, and then I'll get to like, and then someone will send it maybe like, 20 minutes after, or even while I'm doing theirs, but I'll get like that bing like on my messages while I'm recording the loom and I'll have to like stop after that third person and give yeah. myself like a little bit of a break. I don't know if you ever do that, but I always have to like, sometimes like depending on what I'm dealing with or who the client is, sometimes I do have to give myself like a break in between. So I'm in, so I'm in the zone for that person. I think oh, that for might sure be I do it. My breaks, my breaks, breaks are just my, no, 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 my breaks are just my meal. My breaks are just my meal times. <laughs> so I'll head down to the kitchen, microwave my meal or toss it in the pan for 20 minutes, eat it. You're not tossing shit in the pan anymore. <laughs> oh, I do. So I prefer, I prefer putting my, I, I prefer heating my meals up in a pan rather than the microwave. So I still do, but uh, that's my break. I'll give myself, I think it's important. You need kind of a clear mind, right? You're anyone that, I don't know, maybe it's just me, but like, if you sit there for 10, 12 hours straight without a break, like you're going to not be seeing the same things you should be seeing. Whereas if you're fresh, I go downstairs, I'll make my meal. I'll toss a post up on Instagram or I'll creep Instagram or reply to people who have messaged me on Instagram, reply to comments, whatever. And then I'll come back 30 minutes later, 20 minutes later and be bang, in, in the zone, ready to rock again. And you definitely need those breaks, man, for sure. Yeah. So And I hate when I people are like, where's my check? Like if I, I've, I've never had one yet. Actually, I've had a few. But I was like really busy that day. And they're like, where's my check-in? I'm like, it's coming. <laughs> I had a really long yeah. day. I had to go to these different appointments. But it's just like, there's a reason why sometimes check-ins do take longer to get back to. It's for sure. Typically, we are taking a break so we can give you the best services possible. Yeah, for sure. And, and people are understanding though, right? Like I've, yeah. I have definitely had people lots of the times like, hey, hey, did you see my check-in? And it's like five, six hours after the check-in has been sent. But it's like, yes, absolutely did. I'm still piecing through the... 12 that were sent before yours and some of them took a little bit longer today or i had an appointment whatever people are pretty understanding though you know yeah. what i mean like you service the hell out of your athletes they're gonna understand it so oh yeah well i also had an athlete last week so that was cool finally nice finally right on get, man finally getting, rolling. finally getting rolling again so there we go. love it man good. um yeah i mean we're so we had the logo and then we redid the logo and now we're redoing i love it, it. i love the new logo man it looks but we're, but we're redoing it Oh, you're redoing it again? Yes. Why? 
because we want to take away the mouth out of the thing. That's going to be a cool shirt logo. Absolutely. Like that's going to yeah. be a good thing to put on a shirt, but we're going to take away the, the mouth to be more. Oh, really? Hey? Yeah. Do you we just want to be a bit more, I want to be a bit more inclusive and not throw anyone away. Fair. I think it's Fair. more of a, not, it's not, more scare of a them, not scare them away off the hop. It's, it's, from a business standpoint, it, it definitely, it makes a lot of sense, right? Like, yeah, like from me, for me, like, it could I'm be like, a more, it could be a more intimidating logo. It could be uh, an intimidating, intimidating logo for some, for sure. When they see that uh, Venom style mouth and, and whatnot. Yeah. And I'm not trying to like deter anyone away. Like, and it's like, and it's like, cool. That's me. Like, like if I go to a bodybuilding show and I have like a team shirt, that's a hundred percent, that's a hundred percent going on the team shirt. Like, yeah. <laughs> no doubt. Like, cause we're at a bodybuilding show. It's like, that's what I want to represent for my bodybuilders. Yeah is like that aspect um because they are like a true in true actuality like the name the name symbiote is literally a bond between two people that brings yeah. up superhuman ability and it's like yeah. that's where the name came from like it came from my clients and some of my clients or are bodybuilders and some of them yeah. are just really freaking hard working people and you yeah. bring like that together with a good coach and it just like takes them to a different level um yeah. so we're just going to change it a little bit. Symbiotic relationship. That's what all this is, right? Yeah. So we're just going to change it a little bit to be a bit more still modern, still going to keep majority of the things like the logo, like the lettering and everything like that. Um, yeah. We're just going to, we're just going to change it a little bit. No, so, it's, it's a good idea, man. Especially when you, when you come at it from that sense, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Logo, looking logo's logo's dope, though. I will say that. I like it. I like it a lot. Oh yeah. Trust me. I'm going to be getting it. Uh, shirts will be inbound. We will be getting that. We will be getting that on shirts. So those. I like it. Well, let me know, and I'll definitely, I'll definitely snag one off you to support in, you. In the future, they will be available for sale. Um, so, cool, cool. I think, I think it's just cool, you know, when we, like building, building a community within athletes. I think that's yeah, man. That's like the big difference. I find that's a big difference maker, right? Hundred like percent. I, I had. Go ahead. Go ahead. So I was like, you know, I was with this one team, right? And it wasn't like we were in a community, whereas yeah. I feel like what I'm developing now is, is a community, like team and the brand that goes together and what I just described, like yeah. it feels like that feels like it's going to be something that people are going to want to join Yeah. in terms of just what it stands for and who the people are in there and everything. Yeah. Like my clients are fucking awesome. So yeah. seeing them succeed, I feel like we're, I'm just going to build a awesome community there. And I have like a great, man a great thing of like the name um that took actually a while to get the name <laughs> it took me it took me it took me a while i remember when i started it was just ace of spade of coaching <laughs> yeah I, was, that's... I had to separate it i had to separate it from the podcast um mm -hmm. at a point because it just doesn't i didn't want the podcast and the coaching to kind of be the same i wanted them to be two separate entities um yeah. of course we work together um right because i mean i educate like we now educate a lot, whether it's you being on like when we did the Q and A's, whether it's yeah. just like a regular coach's corner episode or things like that. Like people, even these episodes, people, people love these episodes. I was getting a few messages about people even just liking, you know, the sit down chats and just listening to these while they're doing cardio and things like that, which is yeah. awesome. Um, but it's like, I'm using more of the podcast now as my educational base than Instagram for sure because instagram's algorithms just so fucked so yeah 100%. but i remember it just starting as ace of spade of ace of spade of coaching and i was just like man i was such a rookie back then just, <laughs> just, just trying to flap his just trying to leave just trying to leave the nest and flap his wings <laughs> yeah 100 well and look where you are now man your, your growth has been awesome so good uh 
good work on your end. Just keep it rolling, man. But no, I hear, I hear what you're saying a huge time about the, uh, like the community and the culture thing. And I had, uh, that was another really cool thing that happened this week for me. And I, I talked to Tony and Steven about this, this week. And it was, uh, so I, I hopped on a call with an athlete who was coming to me from a different coach who I'm, I'm very, I have a good relationship with that coach, but he's just not coaching anymore. He's walking away from it. He's pursuing his, his actual other career. Um, that he took on in the past couple of years and he's stepping away from coaching and that's fair. So this athlete had come to me and he knows a lot of my clients. Um, a lot of my athletes train at the same in, in the city in Calgary. So um, he had talked to a few of them and whatever, got, got good recommendations towards me. So he wanted to chat. So we hopped on a call or whatever. And he was sitting there with me. And again, it's just something that, like you said, like we want to create that community and, I don't think uh, I'm the type of person will all ever be satisfied and think that I've done enough in building a community and building a culture. You know what I mean? Like I see some of the people I look up to, whether it's other coaches in this industry or professional sports coaches or whatever, that just have the craziest cultures they've really built. Um, and so long story short, I'm on the call with this individual and he actually brought it up and it's the first time it's really been brought up. And he's a really, really talented, skilled athlete that has a ton of potential. And he brought up the idea or the fact that one of the reasons he really wanted to join my team outside of seeing that he understands the work I can do and how I can help him was the community that I've built and the, the culture I've created. And like, I had to stop him and, and thank him for saying it. Cause I was like, Whoa, dude, like I didn't, at this point, I don't think, I didn't think people were, were seeing that or realizing yeah. that. But then you, I'm not over there hearing how people are talking about it on the outside, right? I'm kind of just on the inside trying to create that for people. So hearing it come from somebody on a call for me was like, pinch me. That's that's wild. Yeah. And so like I said, I, I thanked him for saying it. And then I kind of <clears throat> sat back and reflected on it. And like, I have plans for other things I want to do with the team and, and create a stronger culture. But realistically, that's what it is, right? Like we have... We have a roster of athletes between all of my coaches that some are not com competitors. Some are very, very high end competitors. Some are pros, some are, are potential future pros and some are national level or, or first time competitors, right? Or like I said, lots of lifestyle people. So there's people from all walks, but the cool thing is, is when, when you have these athletes cheering each other on or somebody who knows nothing about bodybuilding, commenting on another person's post or, messaging me like wow they look crazy or like holy smokes they look they're huge or whatever right and it's just like all of that support helps because it's not and it's not helping me like I'm not doing this to help me I'm doing this because at the end of the day we're human and when you have a ton of people around you supporting you to do something you're going to do that thing you know what I mean like you're going to you're going to go and you're going to motivate other people to do it so not only as a coach do I want to be in the trenches motivating people and, and training like that's just something I'm always going to do because I love it but having your athletes and like me having my athletes motivate each other and push each other to be better and sometimes it's internal competition right again we're human at the end of the day I'm a human I could be best friends with somebody but I I want to see them succeed 100% of the time but if we're doing the same things I also want to succeed in it Right. And that's where within a roster, you're going to have some a healthy level of competition. I don't think jealousy is ever the word you want there, because 
I want all my athletes to want each other to win, but I also want them all to want to win so fucking bad that they'll just, if, if they see somebody else in the team is a heavyweight bodybuilder and they're a heavyweight bodybuilder and they see this person is just making damn good progress. I want them to pick up on that. And I want them to be like, fuck, I'm a heavyweight bodybuilder too. And that guy's growing at a really, really good rate right now. I need to step my shit up. And then maybe he does kind of the, an internal audit and realizes, huh, I'm falling short on this. I bet you he's not. Maybe I could progress better here or she's not. Yep. Right. So it's just, it's really cool, man. The, you brought up the culture thing. And I was just like, shit, actually, that was another cool thing that happened this week that just, you know what I mean? It lights that fire inside you even more. Like we're super passionate about what we do and having small little reminders like that. It's like, I got to do more. <laughs> I got to make, I got to yeah. make this even better. You know yeah. what I mean? So yeah. well, I don't think we recognize it. Right. We, we don't like you just said, it. like you just said, you didn't really recognize it until someone actually said it because I think we're still, because, you know, even though you think like you have a great team, right? It's so, it's like pretty big. It's pretty large. Like your own clientele is pretty large right now um, in and of itself. You always think of what's next. It's like, what's yeah. next, what's next, what's next. You know, cause that's how, cause that's how we are. Yeah. Like, like, I mean, even reading the book, whatever, um, reading relentless, relentless. Like, to being like, he's like, the guys don't focus in like the cleaners. Like they don't focus yeah. in on what, on what's right now. Like they, yeah. they, they get the gold on and then they're on to the next. Yeah. Like they don't, they don't, they don't just recognize right now because if you, if you start to do that, because what a lot of people do is they reflect, like you can reflect, right. For like maybe like a day, but if you started reflecting on where you're at and you start to get comfortable with reflecting on it and like where you're at, that's when it stops. Right. Because like, you're not kind of like, Oh, we got a good thing going. It's like, we're good. It's like, we're chilling. And then like, they stop. Right. Whereas our group in our circle is kind of like, okay, what's, what's next? <laughs> what's next? Hungry, <laughs> what's, man. Hungry. What's, what's next? And we're all, we're all just hungry to grow. And sometimes we do yeah. need to take those moments to reflect to For actually sure. give us kind of mm -hmm. that, that next level of, Hey, we got to keep going. Right. Yeah. Um, and I mean, and I think that's always good when you have, when you have that many athletes, right? Like that's something that I kind of admire to build. Like when I look at who, who I want to be like, and it's kind of like you, Dylan, justin mark like seeing all these guys yeah. like build build cultures of that where they're well, i appreciate that i appreciate that man because even again this takes me back to the same scenario like hearing that is, is wild to hear yeah. just, just it you know what i mean i'm like i'm just a regular dude i'm just a regular dude who <laughs> love <my> man. yeah <laughs> um, and it's just like and it's just like you know seeing seeing their athletes and i mean i'm an athlete under mark and i and i understand like we're we're all talking with each other like we're yeah. all holding each other accountable like that's where i want to get with mine where yeah. it, whether you're a bodybuilder, whether you're a lifestyle person, whether you're dealing with like gut health issues, hormonal issues, like whatever you're dealing with, there's going to be someone else that's also in that same boat and they're yeah. going to be able there to relate and they're going to be able there to push you. Yeah. And it's going to like, that's what I want to build and get to. Um, so, I mean, like, that's my goal. Like that's, that's it. Right. Of course, mine's just become better coach and just keep getting results right now. Of course, totally honest, of course. And just keep showing what I can bring to the table. Yeah. Um, but those can coexist, right? Like you said, yes. those, can oh, be, yeah. those two things, you want to talk about symbiotic, those two things can be symbiotic. You can continue to become a better coach and educate yourself and also continue to increase the um, brand recognition of your business and also continue to increase the culture you've created and, and in, improve the culture you've created and strengthen the relationship between your athletes all simultaneously. It doesn't have to be mutually exclusive of each other. 
Yeah. Right. And there's, I think that's, that's an area that I get caught up in sometimes where I'm like, I just want to be able, I just want to increase my education so I can help more people. I just want to increase my education so I can help more people. And it's like, dude, you already know a lot. Like you're helping a lot of people already. So you can continue to build your education slowly while you're continuing to help those people or continuing to get the results that you want to see. Right. And it's, there's always constant internal battles as coaches. Like we just like, like the one word you said earlier and I said earlier too is hungry. We're just hungry. We're hungry to improve people's lives and hungry for results with our athletes. We're hungry to grow our businesses. We're hungry for our own progress in the gym, right? Like that's, there's people that sit around and I, I know it about you because I've talked to you so much and I, and I see who you are now. And I absolutely know it about myself. We're just not those people. Like I can't sit around and be complacent and, and be in one spot. I'd go fucking crazy. Like that's literally why my team's slogan is mediocrity is a curse because it is, if you're not moving forward, you're technically moving backwards because you're leaving an opportunity to move forwards on the table. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, and I think it's just like, you know, I think the one thing that I've reflected on a lot and I didn't really notice it until like I was at the PEC and I actually talked about it with Dylan, I think um, on the podcast. So it might be a repeat, but just like the respect I have from others in the industry is like one of the best things. Like, yeah. hundred percent, man. That's been one of the best, like, I didn't realize how much respect I've had in this industry or who knows who, who I am yep. because you never really know who's really watching. Like, even if they don't follow you on Instagram or things like that, like they hear about you. Yeah. And like, I didn't know who heard about me until like, they came up to me, like even in person, like when I was in Dallas, like there were some people I never knew and like, or I knew them, but I didn't think they knew me. And they yep. came up to me and they like spoke with me and everything. And they were like, Oh, I've heard so much good things about you, et cetera. I'm like, where the heck do you hear? I'm like, where the heck do you hear me from? But like, one of those, like, one of those pinch me moments, right? You're like, yeah. Oh shit. What? <laughs> yeah. It's like one of the, one of the top coaches in the industry knows who I am. Like that's, yeah. um, yeah. so being able to just like get those moments. I think that was probably the coolest reflection I've probably had so far in 2022. Like just so far this year is being like cool, the respect I've earned in the industry. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and what's really cool. What's really cool too is you've done it without pumping out thousands of athletes you know what i mean like you you've set that foundation already and you're doing good shit with the people you have currently and now your roster is just going to keep growing and you already have established those relationships and, and solidified yourself as that person within those people's eyes so it's just going to get stronger and stronger and stronger exactly so Whereas, exactly. Like, i can i can say my mine was completely different i didn't know anybody or, or do anything. I just, I was just coaching, man. And it, it's the opposite. Right. And I think both ways, there's no wrong or right way to do it. I think it's just a little bit different that like I had a larger roster when I started to talk to these people and these people would message me, or then I would build those relationships with them. And either way, at the end of the day, the goal is the same thing. Exactly. You know what I mean? Whichever way it comes from, it's the same thing. Have an impact and an impact big enough that other people who are having big impacts know who you are. And realistically, like, do we actually care that said person knows who we are? No, because if, if we're doing things that are improving these people's issues or getting these results and said person doesn't know who I am, okay, sweet. I really don't care. But on the flip side, it's nice to have, you know what I mean? It's, it's really cool to hear. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it was just like, that's pretty cool. Like, it was just cool to hear, like in that moment. 100%. Like, that's exactly what I never it got is. to see other people. 
Like, yeah. into, like you've probably been in the same boat, right? Where it's hard, like with the last like few years, it's been hard to go see people on Instagram. Yeah. Like, I haven't even met you and Dylan. <laughs> like, yeah. like probably the weekend I go see you guys, it's probably going to be probably the wildest weekend. Because, well, I got to get a passport first before I'm able to actually come see you guys. So <laughs> <laughs> should probably get on that. Um, but it's just like being able to just like to have the surroundings where, hey, like we've created such a friendship to where I can go see you. Like right, yeah, like, we wanna, like we want to go travel to go yeah. see each other and go go. Well, I mean, you. I could come see you. I could come see you too, but I'm not allowed to leave my country because of my country's rules right now. So, <laughs> but that's a whole. I'll come to you. Story. It's we basically have the same gym equipment. I mean, yeah. it, I just have a larger same. gym. It's just fine. But I would love to get a garage. We just just keep the garage gym. <laughs> well, we're gonna upgrade the garage gym. That's the next goal. We're we're moving the garage gym into something else, and you'll have uh, when you do come down, we'll get you out to. Uh, a Miller Elite facility. Yeah. So I think it's just like, I don't think people, I think these episodes, the one thing I think I really enjoy about these episodes, and I don't think I've understood it while Dylan and I have done it because a lot of people really enjoy these um, is just like, I think we give more meaning behind the coaching. 100%. A lot of people just think like, Hey, we're going to tell you what to do. We're going to, even though like, and we develop great relationships with our athletes, right? Absolutely. So a lot of people don't understand like our meaning behind what we do and how yeah. much, and how much we actually put into it because a lot of people don't really see that, that aspect, right? You just get yeah. the answers. Like clients just get the answers, Yeah. but they're like, where did you get those answers? And like, this yeah. is where we kind of tell all of like what, what we've done and like yeah. what we're doing and what we're doing, because I think a lot of people like to see not only I think a lot of people actually have enjoyed the one thing that I've noticed, uh, of course, I'm going into another tangent is um, I literally just had one come up in my head that I was going to go into here too. So it's okay. <laughs> people, people who have listened since the beginning. Yeah. Like, and they've like the way that you like, like I remember talking with Mark and everything like that. And he's like, the way you've brought your demeanor and the way you speak and the way you act and now, and how like you present yourself is completely different from when we, from when I started with him. Like, 100%. and like, people are like, when you started this podcast, like, I remember those first like 10 episodes, they were really shitty, bro. <laughs> <laughs> like they had great guests. I just wish I was like, not as shitty, but like, I remember but like- you threw yourself in and you grew. Yeah. And I kind of learned, and I kind of learned my presence in it. And I think that's why, like, I really enjoy doing these, but it's just like seeing how I conduct these. Like, it felt like I was trying to be someone those first like 10 episodes. And then it yeah. turned into like me really finding who I am, like through this, through this process. So that's why I tell people, Hey, if you really want to like see the change that I've made, I'm like, start at the beginning of my pod. I know it's a lot of episodes and you're never going to catch up to it, but yeah. you're going to see the trend of how I've changed like throughout, throughout the I last, understand. like the last like two and a half years. Yeah. Like, if you really want to know like my life story and everything, just just listen to the last two and a half, just listen to the last two and a half years of podcast because I haven't I shared everything. <laughs> so yeah. there has somebody, been somebody comes to you as an athlete inquiry, you're like, so tell me about yourself. Uh, I actually don't have to come back to me in six months when you've listened to every episode of Ace of Spada. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> listen to all hundred listen to all all 194 episodes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, that's it. It's wicked, man. And it's, it's funny. You said something there too, that kind of sparked something in my head and actually goes back to something that Mark said. And obviously we're, we both really respect Mark. So um, I remember him being posted about this once. I believe it was Mark. I think it was Mark. Maybe I could be mistaken, but 
you talked about how we have good relationships with our athletes and our, our friends with our athletes and stuff like that. And I think that's a really, really important thing. Yes. Now, I do think there's a caveat there, right? If you become too friendly and you lose the role of coach and you become friend who programs for me, there becomes an emotional side to that. So yep. as a coach, I, I really need to leave emotions out of every decision that I make because you're on a contest prep. This is not about emotion. This is about data and interpreting data and seeing where you're at and getting to a goal where, where I have a vision for your physique and I need to get you there. And I have to put these changes in to get there. And if you become friends with somebody to a degree or, and again, it's not just contest preps, it might even be, well, it might be a decision on somebody that's going through a gut protocol or something. And Dylan and I actually talked about this on Friday night when we were just kind of growing out and we were talking about coaching stuff. And it's like, okay, well, when potentially you might send somebody a food list when they're on a cyber protocol, and you ask them, what foods do you enjoy? And then they send you a big list of foods and you're trying to find foods on that, that they enjoy that can fit within a cyber protocol, but they might be okay foods for fixing the cyber issue, but they might not be the most efficient, best foods. Yes. And this is literally a conversation Dylan and I had, right? So if there's that emotional attachment, attachment when you care so much about how the person is feeling regarding the decisions you make, that you start to make poor decisions that are not in their best interest, but it's rather in their best interest as a friend, but not as an athlete anymore, you're doing them a disservice, right? So I think there's a fine line to toes. I, I wanna be friendly and I wanna have amazing relationships with everybody I work with. I want you to wanna come down and, and have a big team party with us and team lifts and this and that, and, and us do all this cool shit together. But at the same time, when I'm making a decision, I don't want our relationship to be in, in this place where we're so friendly that all I, all I care about is, oh, how is this person gonna feel about me putting this food there? When I know this food would have a better impact or this list of foods is, is strict, this is what we want them to use, right? And that was the exact conversation Dylan and I had the other night and it was something he's observed. I can speak for him because I had this conversation with him in, in his coaching and fixing gut problems and stuff like that was doing exactly that trying to find and make the decisions that make the person the happiest, but still get us from point A to point B. But if point A to point B takes eight months and you could have used a more strict protocol and got them from point A to point B in three, now they're going to be even happier. <laughs> and their your relationship might even be that much better because after three months, they're so damn happy that whatever issue they were dealing with is fixed. Right. Yeah. And again, that's not me putting a timeline on these issues. Sometimes they take a, a year. People don't understand that. Sometimes it's six months, nine months, a year. Right. Like sometimes it is three. There's no. But if you're making those decisions from a, a standpoint of no emotion and data interpretation, understanding what the goal is, understanding what needs to be done and saying to them, OK, you need to do this. That's going to get a better result at the end of the day every time. Yeah. I mean, I have, I have a cyber protocol. I have a cyber client right now. Right. Um, and we're in, we're in the repop phase, right. And this is yeah. kind of like the, after the kill phase, um, yeah. we're kind of using it actually as like a mental break in a way, because I actually talked with Austin about this. Um, and I so explain, ex maybe explain that for people that, that don't know what the hell you're talking about, the kill phase and then the repop okay. phase, right? Like so, you so, killed off so, the bacteria. Yeah. So when you have, so when you have cyber, small intestinal bacteria overgrowth, 
So you have all this opportunistic bacteria in it that just feeds. It just feeds and feeds and feeds, and it causes all these issues like bloating, constipation. There's actually yeah. two different types of SIBO. There's SIBO C and SIBO D. It just depends on the symptoms. Um, so SIBO C is constipation more, and then SIBO yeah. D is diarrhea more. Diarrhea. Um, and so you have to go through this kill phase where you have to literally kill, like you have to, you have to destroy the biofilm, which surrounds the bacteria, and then you have to kill all the bacteria in the in the gut. And then what happens is it is you use these strong, um, whether it's antibiotics, whether it's antimicrobials, these things literally kill everything in its path in terms of it. Antimicrobials. Well, we try not to go the antibiotic route. I actually <laughs> had to do. I have actually had to do both with this one case. Okay. So, yeah. So I've had. I've had to, well, that's just it. Right? I've if had to see both know. spectrums. I've had to see both spectrums of it, um, and they could both be pretty brutal. Just depends on what you use. Um, of course, like my thinking has kind of changed and how I think about it. I'm um, just, we're talking with Dylan and Taylor, um, kind of about how to approach these things. Um, yeah. but when you, when you, you had to go through a kill phase where you had to kill off all the bacteria, because yeah. if you don't kill the bacteria, it's just going to, it's just going to redo everything. Like if you don't do it, good luck. Um, if you don't kill the bacteria, nothing's going to change. Nope. Nope. It's small yeah. intestinal bacteria. Well, finding, well, finding, it's, killing, there. it's killing the bacteria while finding the root cause. And fixing the root cause of it all. Um, yeah. And then what happens is hopefully you get cleared of the SIBO, um, which you can, you can either do a few things. You can either just look at, you can look at the person. You can often tell by looking at the person. Sometimes low, you can't. Oh, gut inflammation. Yeah. Sometimes you can't because I actually have, my client doesn't even look like she has it and she has really high. Um, did, she so do, did she do a breath test? She did. We did a GI map to actually figure it out. Okay. Um, but we're going to, we haven't even done a second test yet. Technically, you're supposed to do a test after you do the kill phase, but she went yeah. through two kill phases in a row. So this is where I said, hey, context is kind of needed where you talked about like the food list um, yeah. because there's a mental component to these things to where you need buy-in from the client. And sometimes mm -hmm. that, that comes down to, hey, are we seeing things improve? Or where's your mental state at? Because it is, like you said, that food list is very stringent. If you're on a gut protocol, that food list is very, very, very stringent. It has to be. And it has to, and it has to be. There's no other thing. You can't be doing like fit, fit your macros. Like it's meal plan, yeah. have to be told what to eat for yep. like 12 weeks, for like 10 Well, because it's so sensitive, right? Like you could eat X amount of this food, but like there's just so many things you have to be, every variable needs to be controlled yeah. in that environment. Every variable has to be controlled if you want to actually fix it. Because yeah. if there's one that I don't know about or you don't know about, and you're trying to fix this. And like you said, you're changing food sources every three or four days because you ran out of this and, and you use this instead. You're just going to completely, absolutely undo yeah. what we've been trying to do. Yeah. So then you have to do the repop where you want to put in the good bacteria. So I use a really good probiotic called VSL number three. Um, that was recommended to me by Austin. Yeah. Um, so we've been doing that. And, you know, I'm using this three-month repop as a break. But, it's, but the break is actually giving us better biofeedback markers. Yeah. Right? So the better biofeedback I see, the better her blood glucose comes down, the better her gut motility gets, the better yeah. she feels. I'm able to give her just a touch more freedom here, yeah. especially in this repop, right? So I went and actually I did a different strategy than I usually do. In the repop, I would still hold the meal plan and everything. Yeah. I would just start adding foods as I kind of wish and please. Um, yeah. But what I did is I just gave her macros and I told her, hey, you got to stick to this food list. And I'm going to add a few foods each week that you can kind of just choose from. 
if you want to add them in. And I put an amount that you can do those in. So how often throughout the week you do them, whether it's like two or three times. Um, And so we were able to do that. And I mean, her weight steadily has gone up just slightly, but it hasn't, but her blood glucose has come down. So her blood glucose was at like, when I had her on a stringent plan was like nineties and above. Yeah. Now I got her on the macros and I took away the scale and everything like that. And I'm kind of just looking at biofeedback and pictures and measurements. Yeah. Dropped down to like 80s, 80s, low 80s, low 80s to low 90s. So well, I'm there, seeing- it's, it's cool there too. To This is where I love nerding out in this shit, right? And, and yeah. you look at this and it's like, okay, so there could be a million things going on here. But for me, when I just hear that, it's like, there's, there's one big thing that I think could be contributing to all that stress, right? Like <laughs> having this, having this strict protocol can be stressful for some people, especially over long periods of time. That's exactly now right. all of a sudden, all of a sudden you give them a little bit more freedom and just stress, stress drops off and all of a sudden blood glucose is better and she's not weighing herself. And now she's not worried about that. Right. So it's just like inflammation goes away. Inflammation goes away. Hormones start to regulate again. It's like these things have a down thing. And that's why I said this is a case by case basis because some people can handle that. Right. If you have a bodybuilder that does have that, you're most likely going to get a different response from them than someone who's a lifestyle person who has to handle this. And on the flip side of that, whether it's bodybuilder or not, there's some lifestyle people, you give them an inch, they take a mile. And they're going to abuse a situation potentially and undo all of the hard work they just did. Oh, in yeah. very, very strict phase. You're right. You went through this very, very strict phase, give them an inch. They're like, well, you give me a little more freedom. Like I'm through this. Like I'm through this phase and I can just do this. And it's like, don't do that. Don't no. do that. It's like, don't do that. <laughs> so, and that's yeah. just, I guess that's where we have to yeah. understand who the person is that you're working with. And for coaches out there, you have to know that every situation and every, every person is different because you can't just, like you said, we, you can't, and even you're not going to do it. And I know you wouldn't do it. Every time you go through a cyber protocol, you can't do that same thing with everybody during a repopulation phase. You can't just put no. everybody onto macros because there will be people that make shit worse. And all of a sudden you have to redo everything you've done on the flip side. There's going to be people that absolutely flourish from it, which it sounds like your client is. Yeah. Yeah. And it, and, and to give you, to cost thousands of dollars to do these things, it's not cheap. Like to run these oh. supplements, to run, to run the supplements and the amount you have to run it in, it's not cheap. The, the, GI, map is, the GI map is not cheap. The breath yeah. test in of itself, even if you just want to get a breath test, not cheap. Nothing it's, is cheap. It's not, no, nothing is cheap. So I think, and a lot of people think like in these hormonal cases, and I mean, like I've dealt with now, I'm nowhere near Dylan's level. Um, but I think I dealt with five, five, six hormonal birth control cases now at this point. Yeah. Um, and I've now gotten all six back at some, at some point in time, all yeah. six cycles yeah. back. Um, and it all comes down to just finding out what that client needs. And most of the things. I, I wish I kept a count like you guys do. I definitely don't keep a count. I have no idea how many I've, <laughs> I've helped. I and like I- to, I like to, cause I know, cause every female comes to me in a really shitty spot and they just get a lot better. Like, yeah. so so being able to make them, you know, get to an optimal state is one of the best feelings. I remember that first time. I remember that first time 
man, it took a while to get one of my first client cycles back and we got it back. And I was just like, I think I cried that day. I was yeah. like, I was like, yes. I was like, fuck yes. I was just at my seat, just like cheering on. I was like, I can do this. Uh, oh, dude, Dylan and I talked about that yesterday too. Cause it came up, we were in the, we were literally in the gym filming stuff and we were taking a little break and just chatting. And he was like, fucking pumped. And I was like, and he told me, he's like, yeah, I just had one of my clients get her period back. And she was one of the ones that I've helped in the last little bit. I can't remember how many he said he's done in the last short amount of time, but it's like, it, it's, it's cool. It feels amazing. I don't care if it's your hundredth time doing it or your first time doing it because you see how happy that individual is on the flip side. If they're, they don't understand why you're trying to get their period back. They might not be that happy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but at that, yeah at they that might point, feel like, they might feel like <laughs> shit because of the symptoms that they get when yeah. it does come back <laughs> yeah. but outside of that. But outside but of that, at that point in time, that, at that point in time, the conversation obviously better have been had about why you're trying to get their cycle back. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully as a coach, you actually know what you're doing when it comes down yeah. to it. Um, yeah. The first time though, I think I might've said this on this episode or one with Dylan. I was like, the first time I did it, I, I was in the middle of, blood, of learning blood work with Austin. Like I didn't, like I was learning this shit on the fly. Like I yeah. was in the trenches on the, on the fly, learning it as I went on. So now I know to prep someone ahead of time. I know to do all that. Like for sure, my way, for sure. if I had my way with it, that's how it would have went. Unfortunately, it didn't go that way. So it took a little longer, but like I got to learn on the fly and now I have not a set protocol, but I know the route that I like to take and the things I like mm -hmm. to see and what I'm going to see on blood work typically. Um, yeah. So I think well, dude, like, here's, here's the thing. And, and I can say this confidently as you continue to grow. And even me, as I continue to grow as a coach and stuff, there's going to be situations we have to learn on the fly. We don't have the answers to everything all the time. Oh. We might try something. We might try something that we know and it doesn't, it doesn't fucking work. And didn't it's like, we, didn't we just talk about it? I probably have the biggest on the fly learning experience going on right now. <laughs> yeah. hundred percent. And, and sometimes that's very, very cool because you're getting the anecdote over and over and over and over again. There's, there's people who could read a thousand. There's a lot of books out there to read and you could read a million books and still have actually no idea what, truly works because what works for said person might not work for said person. Like we talked about in the last podcast or the Q and a chase Barry ain't going to work for every single person, right? It works for, it works for a lot of people for sure. But, and then Dylan and I were talking about program on yesterday, program B yesterday. Like, Oh dude, he gets me, he gets me going. Like if he, if he, he knows because I've been through it, I've been through all the levels with it. So he's yeah. like, he, he, we got there. I did. I did just put my first client on beef liver. Yeah. So I'm being converted by Dylan. <laughs> I'm slowly being converted by Dylan to start just adding in beef liver into people's plans. Be like, fuck it. Beef, beef liver supplements or actual beef liver? Actual beef liver. I like it. I like it. <laughs> Dylan, Dylan has been I've slowly. Still, I've, still never put a, I've still never put an athlete on raw meat. Oh my. Okay. Well, but I've, I've never went down. I, I, I can confidently say I've never went down the rabbit hole of, of learning about the nutrients in the liver and stuff, don't, right? Don't rather, rather I, I know, I know what nutrients somebody might need in the situation and I'll, I'll supplement with it or whatever. Right. So, yeah. so why, but like also in one of my cases, I'm just like, Hey, you know, we could take out a few pills here and try this so many. Cause here's the thing when you're in these like hormonal birth control cases, I don't, like I said, or gut health cases, like you're running a ton of supplements, like however oh, yeah. much you want to think about it, like however you want to work around it, you're going to have to run the supplements. Because Same thing with a lot of the hormonal situations. A lot of the time, it's a lot of supplements. Yep. And I was like, and the amount of things, it depends on what the blood work calls for. 
right? Yeah. And a lot of things you got to find the root cause and of course fix that while you're doing it. Yeah. The supplements help in that meantime. But I was just like, hey, you know, you're taking all these supplements. Let's just let's just try this out. Like Dylan, Dylan's like, I mean, there's no there's no harm in going for it at this point. It's like it's just gonna help her. And I was like, yeah. you're right. And he's like, I was like, what about calf liver? She's like, and he's like, oh my God. He's like, that's even better. <laughs> like Dylan, <laughs> I could tell by the way he responded today. He's like, yeah, that sounds amazing. He's like, if I could get yeah. calf liver, I would. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh, Dylan, I was like, you're such, you're such a, I said, you're such an interesting character here. I was like, you've changed my, my life. Boy's strong, man. I told, I called him in on the store, on my story the other day. I was like, he's the real liver king. Like yeah. to truly be honest, I never seen one guy talk so much about beef liver in my whole life <laughs> yeah yeah no he, so, and, he, and he knows it inside and out too which is pretty cool yeah he knows he knows that stuff it's, it's people and him and i were laughing this weekend talking about it too because there's such a big misconception behind what people think he does like people think he's just having people eat raw giant livers six meals a day like 200 no, grams of liver, 15, 200, 15 grams <laughs> yeah 200 grams of, of raw liver or 200 grams of heart fucking six times a day it's like no first of all you take too much of that stuff you're going to be getting potentially a lot of nutrients that are in way too high amounts like you just need a little amount right and i think yeah he does himself like 15 grams twice a week or something it's it's not gross like though it's great like not gonna lie though i will say dylan you're not on this episode but it is gross whenever you have whenever i see a client of yours just like shooting back raw liver <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, they just got like orange juice as a chaser. And he's like, yeah, take it. He's like, he's always like, take it pre-workout. It will make you feel primitive. He's like, you're going to feel like you want to fucking kill. That's how he describes it to me. He's yeah. like, you ever get the chance to take it? He's like, take it pre-workout. He's like, you're going to feel like you're going to want to kill something. I'll and tell you like, right now, I'm going to try it. Are you? <laughs> I'll try it for sure. I mean, it's oh. not something I, I, I mean, whenever, and whenever I thought about this way. Whenever I go see him, I told him. That's when I will try. I will not try it in any other circumstance. That's, that's the celebratory cheers you guys do when you get to meet. Instead of like having a shot of tequila like a lot of people do when they meet for the first time or, or grab a drink, it's like, no, nah, we're going to have some raw liver, man. <laughs> it's like, yeah, let's shoot some raw liver back into our throats. That sounds, that sounds yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think that's a, that's a good way to end our, end our fat boys with food. Always ends with food in some sort. Always of ends with food, absolutely. Whether, whether it's gross, today's not today's not as joyful. <laughs> yeah. whether, whether you have to plug your nose to get back some raw beef liver. Oh, <laughs> uh, no, we're throwing shots at the guy who's not even here. It's fine. Uh, he would he would love it. He would eat it eat it up if he was here because he would make us. He would just start going off about the actual benefits, and we'd be like, "All right, well, I can't argue that." <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, so, um. We're glad you guys, we got some great feedback from these episodes in general. Um, next week, we are going to be back. All three of us are going to be here. We have that guaranteed. Hopefully, we'll have that down, Pat. Um, if we are all here, we will We will make that decision within the next few days. We will probably do a Q&A because it's been every, whatever, third yeah, episode. So, we'll probably do another Q&A. Um, give you guys some nice questions because we went down in the deep end last time. And I feel like everyone asked pretty good questions and had some good, good thoughts and People really enjoyed that episode. It's probably one of the fastest listened episodes I've ever released. So um, keep eating these episodes up um, as you as you do, whether it's on your cardio, whether you're just listening while you're on your walks. Um, we really appreciate all the support you guys give to us. I've actually, I've actually on that note, I've had a lot of people that, that follow me or, or whatever message me and say they love listening to it during cardio and stuff. So it's, uh, it's cool, man. Yeah. 
So I think we got a cool thing going here. Um, so if you guys enjoyed listening to this, of course, give Braden a follow. Um, give me a follow on Instagram too, as well. If you're from Braden's, send us good Netflix. questions for next week too. Yes, send, send us, us good, good questions. questions. And lots of them. And lots of them. Send us lots so we have a nice, nice pool to pick from. We want good questions. Yeah, we don't want to have we don't no no basic things. Well, we do want basic. Don't ask well, us we want some. Protocols. Well, we do want some basic. Don't ask us to write protocols for you either. Yeah, we're not writing <laughs> nutritional protocols. We will not do any of that. Um, everything will be educational basis only and we're not doctors. So don't, so don't take our advice. Um, um, but if you guys really enjoyed listening to this episode, definitely share it on your Instagram tag, Braden and I, um, go follow Dylan too, as well. Um, because all the boys will be back. We'll be doing coaches corner next week. Not fat boys. Fat boys is strictly just us, us fat boys, us fat boys, even though, even <laughs> yeah. though Dylan will probably be like, I am the OG fat boy. So yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, no, why not one off us on that for sure <laughs> but if you guys enjoyed it we would definitely love if you subscribe to the podcast too as well leave five star rating and review on apple um those things help the podcast get out more um get more noticed uh just helps us put us on the board too you know we have some we have some friends that we're trying to compete with that we want to keeps us with. coming back man yeah we want to beat them so uh keep listening um and as always hope you guys have a great week um, look forward to Thursday's episode. I have my boy Tim coming on. We're discussing client expectations, client results, um, timelines with clients, because I think that's a big thing that Braden and I actually touched on today just a little bit about, but we want to dive a little bit more into the actual realizations of coaching and realistic timelines and everything. So be prepared for that episode. Um, other than that, we'll catch you guys on, catch you guys next Monday uh, for Coach's Corner. Um, and thank you guys for listening to this episode of the Fat Boys on the Ace of Spade podcast. Bad boys, oh.